and welcome back to Small Screens Radio. No? No, I did it wrong. Start again. <laughs> it's been a week, so it's, uh, it's been a long, long time that I haven't done this. Welcome back to Small Screens Film Club on London Fields Radio. You see what I did there? I mixed up the two <laughs> to begin with. Uh, so let me once again explain, as I do every week, what this radio show podcast is all about. Uh, yeah, we basically take one film, sometimes two films a week and discuss them much like you would in a book club. Yeah, but it's a film club. But it's a film club, hence the rather descriptive title, Small, small Screens <laughs> Film Club. So this week, uh, I am joined once again by my lovely co-host, Alessia. Hey. How are you, Alessia? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well, thank you. I was just wondering, um, do you, you do remember, don't you, the film that we're, we're discussing this week? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Because this week we're discussing Dunkirk. The enemy tanks have stopped. Why? Why waste precious tanks when they can pick us off from the air like fish in a barrel? There are 400,000 men on this beach. Dun, 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 dun. Is, is that Dunkirk's <laughs> theme tune that you've just invented? Well, we will, we will talk about Dunkirk's, um, well, sound design, score. I don't, I'm not sure if you'd call it a score, but we will, we will talk about that later on in the show. But um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's set up. Let's dig in. <laughs> let's dig in to Dunkirk. So this is Christopher Nolan's uh, kind of return really after his last film was Interstellar and Dunkirk is a movie that he's wanted to do for a very very long time and I mean Dunkirk is a historical event so if you don't haven't heard of Dunkirk I mean if you're in a new history book (laughs) (laughs) so there's not much to spoil (laughs) with this film because it's uh, but it's true yes it's a historic event Um, I think if you're English you'd probably be well aware of the story of Dunkirk uh, actually, when making this film, uh, before making it, I think Warner Brothers were quite worried about doing Dunkirk. Why? Because it's a very English story, and they, they were worried whether, whether American audiences would really f- connect with this traditionally in- well, English historic event. You know. Probably not. How much did it make in America? <clears throat> yeah, well, um, I, I actually don't have the... Uh, numbers? The numbers on me at the moment. Uh, I, know, I didn't I, even think about it, actually. No, before. but it's uh, it, the, th- the whole the whole point of the it's, it's a Christopher Nolan movie, so people will come and see the, this thing anyway. It doesn't doesn't really yeah. matter, and he's he's got so much good faith with Warner Brothers that he can basically do whatever he wants, which is how he managed to make um, Inception, which is I think I think if I'm correct in saying the very first time uh, a, um, a studio like Warner Brothers uh, greenlit an original uh, idea, original script with the, the amount of money that, that Christopher Nolan asked for. It's ne- it was never done before. And the main reason why Warner Brothers let Christopher Nolan do it was because he did the Batman trilogy, which did so well. Made, it was one of the first films to go over a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. Well, I think that was The Dark, the Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight got over a billion. So naturally, they'll let him do whatever the hell he wants because he's one of the best directors working in Hollywood today. So. Shall we set the scene of what actually Dunkirk is about? 
Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So basically, <laughs> it's at the, the very start of the Second World War. Um, British troops were stuck on Dun- in Dunkirk, which is at the very tip of France, northern France, very close to England. Into England, just you know, across the Channel, and you're there. But they were kind of pit, they were pinned in. The British army was pinned into Dunkirk by the German German army. Can I say that it was actually a really good idea by what? the Germans? I mean, it was smart. Like, you know what? We're going to trap you. Actually, I it isn't. It wasn't. It was actually uh, well. If if you look look at it historically, it was. I mean, it was. It was. It's a weird. You know, well, it's the idea, but it's kind of like, you know well, what. Well, basically, the whole, the whole, um, the whole idea—well, not idea—but what what happened um, at Dunkirk was the British actually managed to escape, uh, and it was—I think it was over three hundred thousand troops managed to escape, managed to get away from the beach and go back to the the United Kingdom. And if that hadn't had happened, the Second World War would have been lost to the to the Germans. A very different world. Maybe not would have been, but probably would have been. <laughs> it's like, I you know, you're dealing in hypotheticals, but. Um, so this this film is split into three different timelines. So you have uh, the shore, well, the beach, the shore. Um, sure. You have land, you have land, sea, and air, basically, and they're they're split in three different timelines, which is one one week, one day, and one hour. This is a very Nolan-esque thing to do to play around with time. He loves to do he loves to do that kind of thing. He's done it with all his movies, I think. Yeah, and uh, if you're familiar with most of his films you this would be something you're quite used to um so yeah that's that's kind of the story in a nutshell uh one of you know, you're following uh some young you're following on on the land you're following a, well three in particular young uh soldiers yeah. uh they're one of which is played by harry styles of uh one Direction fame. Yeah, everybody was really surprised about it. I well, was surprised. What did, yeah, what did you think of Harry Styles? It was good, but it's just surprising. I didn't know, I didn't know he was going into that direction. I mean, I don't really know One Direction very well. I don't think I can... wasn't going in that direction, like what you did. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't know him as a pop star. I don't no. think he's our generation. So, but... Or maybe it is, I'm just... <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, probably really a bit younger. after us. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was good. Well, I read I read a, um, a one article in particular that said that it was very difficult watching Harry Styles on screen because you just thought, oh, it's Harry Styles. I don't understand why though, because I mean, everybody has like a lot of. It's like Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is a good actor. You don't watch a movie and say, oh my God, it's Justin Timberlake. I can't watch it. You don't say that. So why would it be different for him? I don't understand. Madonna made cameos. Beyonce did. Ariana did. I mean, Uh, um, so? Actually, it's a really interesting point you raised about someone like Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake is actually a particularly good actor. Yeah, he's good. Whereas... I would argue that watching Rihanna is actually quite distracting because you do think, oh, it's Rihanna before yeah. anything else. Yeah, but it's probably, that's also probably why they got, they get Rihanna in films. It's not the same kind yeah. of thing, you know. But, but I felt like Harry Styles wasn't there to be like a phantom of himself, you know. He was just there to act, basically. He was, I yeah. think, I think the, the, the comparison with the Justin Timberlake is more... Accurate. I think it's a good case. one. Yeah, I mean, it's let's let's make it get the record straight. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. He would not care at all 
about getting a pop star in his film. Harry Styles obviously did a very good audition. I think, she, he, I think he, he was good for the role. Yeah, exactly. He's good for the role. And he's, uh, he's joined by uh, Finn. Oh, I can't remember his last name. But the, um, basically, this, this is uh, first, I think it's a first, pi- first feature for the young actor who, can't, who plays the, um, basically the, the lead soldier. It doesn't say that much. But, but nobody says that much in that movie. It's not a movie about words. It's a movie about sounds, I would say. A lot of sounds and um, facial expressions. I don't think it's a movie about words at all. Yeah, well, it's, I think in that sense it depicts war really quite accurately. Because oh, yeah. so, you can't talk, because you can't hear anything. <laughs> it's very loud. This yeah. film is incredibly loud. Yeah. Well, we, saw, we watched it in, on uh, IMAX. It's probably... A better experience if you... I mean, if you have to watch it, probably I would consider watching it now, Max. It's, um, it's an interesting one because you've got... Well, you can either watch it traditional, like normal digital, IMAX, uh, 70, 70 millimeter or 35 millimeter, And um, it's... I would definitely recommend watching it in IMAX mm. if you can. Uh, mm. At the moment, it's playing... Well, it's playing it... Everywhere. It's playing everywhere, including the Science Museum. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. And if, if you if you could if go in, in London, in London, if you could yeah see it at the Science Museum, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we didn't. Uh, we, we didn't saw know. It. We did. Well, I knew, but did it's you? very expensive to oh. see it there. Um, his name, by the way, is Finn Whitehead, the the young the young actor who plays he, uh, he plays Tommy. That's his name. He does have a name. But what, one of one of the uh, criticisms that a lot of people have given this movie is that there's very little character development. Yeah, well, I mean, during war, I don't think they really talk about their struggles in uh, back at home. I think you probably are concentrated on staying alive. So I don't see why would you expect to have that kind of um, that kind of knowledge of character in this case. Yeah. I think it's more about the situation, about how they react to the situation, and not really about what they actually are like because I also don't think that you're really yourself in that kind of situation I mean I've never been to war hopefully I would <laughs> never be but I'm, I'm guessing like, in difficult situations in general I don't think you're yourself and that is like the worst situation you could be in yeah. so I, I'm pretty sure you're not yourself I think that's yeah most people would be in a state of shell shock uh, yeah. especially especially in that environment where you're yeah, okay, there's there's a shot pretty early on in the movie where um, you you're on the beach with uh, Tommy Finn Whitehead's character, and there's a German bomber coming over, and then you see it drop the bombs, but it's like you just you just see the explosions. It's all done in camera. This is some, a Christopher Nolan thing. He does everything in camera, very little CGI, um, and you just see foot far away in the distance. Boom! You know, you see one explosion. Boom! Boom! Boom, and as it gets as it gets closer, the booms gradually get louder, and it very nearly hits our main protagonist Finn, mm. uh, sorry Tommy, and it's just it's that that kind of it's that kind of movie. It's a very it's it's a very powerful movie. After it, I did I I wouldn't say I was in a state of shock, but I was kind of. It takes a while to kind of get over watching this film because it's so it's so hard hitting, and it really does depict war in a way that I don't mm. think has been done before on screen. I think it, it just feels more real, so yeah. it kind of hits you more because, you know, there are a lot of movies about war, apocalypse now and everything, and it's just, it's too much sometimes, mm. and it's kind of like, it's too um, kind of 
too movie-ish, you know? Yeah. And this one, it kind of like, since you kind of like, you try to identify with this young soldier, you actually see how young they are. You actually see, it's more about tension and about, it's less about actual... <laughs> Reset the Wi Fi. Reset the Wi Fi, Edward. No, it's just. It's junk. Sorry. It's okay. So got Shout out to Peter. <laughs> Technical difficulties on the show <laughs> with, with Wi Fi. No, but uh, you're, you're right. I mean, do, do you remember what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I, was saying, <laughs> I was saying it's, more, it's, it's less about the actual, you know. Uh, you, you see very little. You see a bit people die or whatever but you see a lot less blood and a lot yeah, less of like there's none there's no yeah, blood it's in not, this yeah. yeah it's not very it's a different kind of war movie it's more about the tension it's more about um, the, the you know the 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 feeling the feeling of, it, yeah. of yeah the feeling of the, the protagonist trying actually trying just to get out of there they don't care about fighting mm. they don't care they just want to get out which is, I think, what probably most of them think, oh, even think now, all, you know, all, all yeah. of them. Well, I, I, probably not all of them, you know, but... Yeah, they didn't care about... I mean, of course, they cared, they cared about winning the war, because otherwise it will mean that they will all die, but they didn't really think about... I think they just... You, know, you have the feeling that this war is not their war. They don't care about it. It's not about them... It's about something that they didn't choose. They probably don't, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, the Second World War, I think a lot of people did choose to go to war. Uh, I think did they it's at that time? Because, I mean, I, think I remember, at least, I don't know in England, but since I've... I think that I was, like, in primary school when Italy stopped obliged to oblige the like, young boys to go to, like, to training. yeah. Like for a year, they had to stay for a year. Yeah. This was like you can't, you couldn't escape there before. And I think it was, it's I was mi- like it's a military service. Military yeah. service. I was in primary school, and I, I'm pretty sure that when you're in military service, you and it, it, there is a war in your country, you kind of have to go. Yeah, no, yeah. I no, wonder. I, I, I don't I, know, but I, no, I wonder. I, I agree, but I think it's, I think it was more the kind of, the, <laughs> the Second World War was a particularly kind of. Well, it was a big, huge thing, and I think a lot of people felt felt like they wanted to to go on, the, you know, to go and fight for their country. I think it was. But I'm talking about the protagonists that we see. Yeah, I think I think at that point, just everybody just wants to get out of there, just wants to go home. Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. Like yeah. they're blocked there, you can't, they can't do anything. They're like literally useless yeah. to the cause. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they're still like blocked in there, just put, basically waiting for like strikes, airstrikes. And that's that's why going back to the point of there being very well, people saying there's the very little character development in this movie, just because they don't all sit around a campfire discussing their feelings and, <laughs> and talking about you know their loved one, what loved ones back home, doesn't mean there's no character development here because actually there is an incredible amount of character development just by watching these people trying to escape. Yeah. You understand what they're what you kind of you feel what they're going through and you can you can empathise. And that's that's what's important. Not also them. I think you know the um, we follow a group of uh, civilians in a boat going yeah. to rescue them. I think there is actually quite a good character developing in that. I think that's. I would completely agree with you. It's uh, 
they're just sh- showing that kind of part of it as well yeah. is really is really important because that's one of one of the big things about Dunkirk was that um, a lot of a lot of the soldiers were saved by civilians coming just t- getting onto their boats and going all the way all the way to Dunkirk on their small fishing boats most yeah. of them and uh, and you follow uh, you follow one boat in particular with Mark Mark Rylance is the the actor and he plays just someone well apparently in the in the cast sheet he's called Mr Dawson although I, after having seen the film I couldn't have told you that what his name was yeah, probably but just um, said it once yeah but uh, his his character in particular you you realize how selfless he is because mm, I don't agree with that I, because I, he's going because his his kid is his kid died in the war so yeah, his I think kid, well, yeah, it's one kind of, of like a, you know it's kind of like it's it's, you say he's selfless because he's just going. I mean, he's risking his life and his other kid life for that. And and is is it kind of? I think he feels like it's a duty. Yeah, but it, I think it is a selfless act because he's wi- well, he's willing is. to to put his life and also his his only but child's you, life in, in danger to save more lives. Well, it's definitely selfless. But don't yeah. you think it's also? He feels like he's like he, he kind of have to do like he yeah. owns it to. Feels obliged son. to. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not obliged, but it kind of feels like if he didn't do that, it would be like betraying his son. I definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah, I think I think there's that as well. And his Mark Rylance's character is actually one of. I th- the thing is, every character that's on screen is incredibly interesting, and has. A lot, I mean, even you look at Tom Hardy, who's the uh, the Spitfire pilot. He literally just acts with his eyes because yeah. Tom Hardy again is behind a mask in a Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. You just can't seem to get behind. You get away from the mask but there's no one in Hollywood that's able to act with his eyes quite like Tom Tom Hardy and um, that's there's I honestly I, I can't fault this movie no um, yeah I, I, well every week we do uh, we do three a series of three questions so let's start them now because this is going to be a slightly shorter show than, than usual but uh, so the first question is how did this film make you feel well first probably first thing that that they think thought about it was like isn't it amazing how just civilians normal people decided yes I want to you know I want to go and I want to I want to do this and I want to risk my life I don't know how I mean what's the thing that pushes you to actually risk your life to do something like that mm. and it was quite of like it was surprising it was surprising for me I wasn't expecting this kind of movie I was expecting more like a traditional war movie and the actual things that I kind of picked up from the movie weren't kind of war related related at all at the end so yeah it was surprising so it's it's about uh, for you it was kind of the people answering a a bigger call a call for help yeah people actually being human in a situation of inhumanity that is a war yeah so do you think that kind of thing would happen today uh, well, that's not I mean, one of the questions by the way that's just me <laughs> I mean I think yeah I yeah. think it, it, it not everybody but even there it wasn't everybody of course mm. but in general fortunately people are still human yeah in, so hopefully yes I mean in, in this in this country in the UK people still talk today about the Dunkirk spirit which is is what a lot of people showed that day, um, and which is why it's such a famous event because it's um, it's out of 
all everything that happened, everything that was going on during the Second World War, um, people were willing to to sacrifice, you know, to sacrifice themselves to try and save others, which is uh, it's, it's such a miraculous tale, the tale of Dunkirk. You know, there had there was there was no hope. Um, I think it was over forty four hundred thousand people on that on that beach. Um, including you know, including French uh, soldiers as well. We it's don't one, see them. We don't see one. that that much. That is one. That is one thing maybe. Yeah, but again, it's a, it's a, it's from the English perspective. Yeah, exactly. You know, I wouldn't be too mad about. Oh my God, we, what are. about the French? Yeah, okay, <laughs> whatever. I mean, this particular film is from the English perspective. Yeah. It's talk. It's speak like. It's telling the English story. You know, it's exactly like a history book. My history book, I'm pretty sure that didn't depict stuff yeah. as your history book no, did, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, taking up Napoleon, maybe, I'm pretty sure that how the French study Napoleon is not exactly as the English study Napoleon or the Italian study Napoleon. And that's fine, yeah. you know? It's, it's, and I, I think that's how the movie should be treated. It's, it's an English perspective, and that's it. And yeah. that's what the movie is about. Otherwise, it would have been four hours long. Exactly. Looking around yeah. everybody's perspective. You've got, you got to make a choice. Yeah, yeah, and also, I mean, is this artistic choice? You know, is the director is like, I don't know, if an artist, if a, the painter makes a painting, I don't know, Picasso, Guernica, like his, his, his perspective of that particular event, you know, it's like, it's, it's the same in every form of art. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's fine. It's the same thing, like a lot of people... Or were talking about the problem of not having any female strong present in the movie. Again, okay, yeah. I consider myself a feminist. I consider myself, you know, uh, I'd like to, to uh, at some point to have a world where we have equal rights, equal pay, and et cetera, et cetera. But in this case, there was probably not the necessity of having a female character because in the war at that time, there wasn't any female. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, wasn't. It, yes, yeah. the, the, the nurse. There are nurses in the movies, but because that's that's how it was. Yeah. If we have a movie about the a work that's happening now, then yes, I would be pissed because there are a lot of female and everything else. But in that case, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think we have to force this kind of like politically correct in everything all the time. Mm. This movie was about the Second World War, war, that time in history, English perspective. And then if, if, we, want, if we really want to understand what Christopher Nolan wanted to tell, that's what we have to accept, I think. Yeah, I mean, you're completely right. Um, there, there would have been very, very few female protagonists anyway. At, yeah, well, like, nurses, yeah. that's it. And Dun- Dun- Dunkirk is not that's not part that wasn't part of the story you know there yeah. weren't there weren't women in the army back then fighting on exactly. the beaches so so yeah and I, well, I, I mean don't. in this case i wouldn't have been very interested in following the girlfriend of the mo- or the mother yeah. of any any any, any soldier would, in the in, it wasn't the point it this would have gone into steven spielberg yeah, territory yeah that wasn't the point um so ha- what stood out for you in this film um well the, um, it was a really pretty movie to look at, to look at. again because there wasn't very much blood or stuff like that it was like a more Thor um, war movie and well 
the actors were quite really great, yeah. all of them. And the sound was amazing. Yeah, I was, I the, was sound say was the sound was really. I don't know if it's because we saw it in IMAX. It's probably that, it probably that would have helped, yeah. yeah. But the sound was really good because you. I didn't feel like I needed words. No, yeah. I, I there's all sorts of things going on today. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I think the sound. Hans Hans Zimmer did the score, and he often works with Christopher. Well, he always works with Christopher Nolan, and he's able. He's he created something entirely new. Um, the whole film there's a there's a ticking score in the background and it's this the it's film is it builds tension from the very beginning from mm. from the you know from the get-go you just feel it rising and rising and rising and you almost even notice it you don't notice that you're feeling so tense until the end <laughs> you're like yeah. oh you know christ that was an incredibly tense movie and um someone described it as a t- it, the whole film feels like a ticking time bomb yeah, it and, actually and, does. And it actually does. Yeah, and and that's, that's thanks to Zimmer's score, because it's unlike anything I've heard in, in, in the cinema before. And I really, I really would say, if you're going to see, um, see this movie, then uh, I would say see it in IMAX. With a re- make sure the place you're going to see it in has a really good sound system. Yeah. Because that's... It's up all, the whole thing. This, it's, it changes yeah. everything, I think. Yeah. So um, was there anything you didn't like about the film? think so really no yeah I, I, I liked it <laughs> well I'm, I'm gonna say there, there were, for me there was absolutely nothing I, I wrote a review for this and I gave it a 10 because th- I thought about it long and hard <laughs> and I always do before I do this you know and I think was there anything that I, I didn't like you know in the long in the grand scheme of things when I look back on it possibly you can nitpick but as, as an experience, as a cinematic experience, I cannot think of anything better. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, it's more like that a lot of movies that are good, but I think this is particularly good in a cinema. Yeah. I think you wouldn't have the, you won't have the same experience if you watch it on your laptop. So you probably won't like it as much if you, if you watch it on your laptop. I don't think I would have liked it as much. Yeah. I think I'd probably be a bit bored if I watched it on my laptop. I agree with you 100%. The sound, yeah. yeah, the sound changes everything. I think that that is the key about this film. Much like Gravity um, that came out a few years ago, this is a film that's meant to be seen on the biggest screen possible yeah even if you'd seen it in um, digital maybe that's I'm, I'm honestly i think people that have given this movie slightly negative reviews probably didn't see it in the best in the best kind of format they probably didn't see it in imax they probably didn't see it with the best uh, best sound system booming sound system behind so that really if i do wonder if i maybe if i watch it on on dvd or blu-ray or whatever oh yeah i'm afterwards, sure afterwards i might not find it as as impactful but but having seen it in imax and having seen it in that in that format it really did stay with me and, and was something that it, i mean it's like going to see a, um, a band you know live yeah. you know you know it's going to be different to see to hit listening it to on a on an Exa- ipad that's or a, actually good on three, on kind a, of like comparison because i think there are like exactly like bands there are movies that are fine in small screens and are fine. I like what you did there. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) again. But there are movies, as there are bands, they're just much, much better on a big stage. Yeah, Um, and I think this is one of them. Yeah. Um, So that's, I mean, that's that's what we thought about the film. Um, I'm going to start this new, well, not new thing, but we've now got uh, an email up, an email address, hello small screen at gmail.com it's really difficult to set that up 
I mean, Gmail have, don't understand it at all. I'm joking. Uh, but if anyone does... <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I don't know. But if anybody does have any other opinions or just wants to write in to the, uh, you know, write in at the show... Or twit. Twit. Tweet. Twi- twit. Tweet. Tweet. No, 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 no. Twit. <laughs> you can do. So, yeah, again, it's uh, small, hello smallscreen at gmail.com. And then you can tweet at us at smallscreengb. And uh, just, uh, just basically, you know, whether you agree with us or you disagree with us or whatever, the whole Especially thing. Especially if you disagree with us. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing about about cinema is that it, it promotes a discussion, which is what I love about cinema. I think you love that as well. You know, you like you like debating That's movies. That's about the only thing I like <laughs> about them. <laughs> but yeah, so not everybody feels the same way about a movie. You know, that's normal. Not everyone feels the same way about art. About anything. Uh, about yeah. anything. <laughs> you can't you can't agree on anything. No. But, but you know, if you do, if you if you do want to get in touch, then please do. Um, but now we'll try and re- well give our vocal ratings mm-hmm. to this film. So, what would your vocal rating for Dunkirk be? Probably would be. Oh. <laughs> that, oh. That, that, lit- that a, literally like, could be anything. <laughs> it was half surprised, half. Yeah. Um, um, uh, kind of like a, a feeling of nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia? <laughs> what, for, what for Dunkirk? <laughs> no, 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 but you know when, like, kind of like, I'm thinking more about like a sound, like yeah. a music, where you know what, like, really nostalgic music, and it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. That's interesting. So, mine, I would go along with the sound, the, the score of this film, and just go boom, boom. Boom. What is that? Boom. <laughs> Boom. You can't do that. Yeah, I can. Because it, it is like that, that. That's what it was for me. It was building tension. Uh, and, yeah. and it's, it's just... Oh, I mean... That's I'm, a good I'm, one. I'm going to say... It's, it's, I'm going to even probably swear on the podcast for the first time. It's a bloody good movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gosh, you're going to hell <laughs> after that. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to go further than that. But um, I would... I would, you know, sincerely recommend it to anybody. At the moment, I think it's one of... It's, you got you, you got a couple of movies out at the moment that are probably worth seeing, but I think Dunkirk is one of them. It's on it's on every screen. It's every big screen, yeah. Yeah, yeah every every big screen. It's pretty easy to to see. Um, I really wanted to talk about it because I'm a huge fan of Christopher Nolan. I wasn't very impressed with his previous movie, which is Interstellar. I loved it up to I, li- I really liked it up until a certain point, and then I thought it just went a bit ridiculous. But this this for me is is Nolan's like he he's wanted to do this for a long time, and you can tell. And I can't think of... It's the best war movie I've ever seen. Yeah, it's there are lots of good ones, a, but know, this is the best. It's a different type. I think it, it can kind of like... If you like war movies, you're going to like it. And if yeah. you don't like war movies, I'm going to like it as well. Yeah, I think exactly. Because it kind of have both. Yeah. And if you like One Direction, it's called Harry Styles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got uh, other people in it. You know, it's got the, the usual Christopher Nolan crowd. Yeah, Tom Hardy's been in a, lot, in a lot of Nolan films. There's Killian Murphy in it as well. So... And Kenneth Branagh, didn't yeah. mention Kenneth, but he's he's on the the mole they call it, the pier, the whole time just looking out into the <laughs> distance. <laughs> and then at the end has he a, has the best actually, he has this funny line at the end, which is uh, I'm, he doesn't go with whoever it is he was supposed to go with because he's going to try and get save all the French as well, you know. So oh, there yeah, were, <laughs> there was there was quite like I was like all right. Yeah, he's still got French people to save. So good old good old uh, Kenneth Branagh. He was a bit of a politically correct there, I think. <laughs> I think so. Anyway, English. So I think we've uh, 
that's about... Have you got more to say on Dunkirk? Um, maybe just watch it now that it's still in the cinemas. Yeah. And, yeah, don't wait until... Don't wait. Don't wait until it yeah. comes out on DVD. Yeah, because you can see download. a lot of other movies. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, so once again, uh, you can follow us, like us on Twitter. We're at SmallScreenGB. Facebook, we're at SmallScreenUK. And you can email us at hellosmallscreen at gmail.com. You know, please get in touch. I'd love to hear your thoughts, if you have any, and possibly even read out some stuff on the show. That'd be great, wouldn't it? That if would got, be good. If we got reader, you know, reader, well, listener feedback. Yeah. Anyway, so that'll about do it from me. Yeah. And I'll say goodbye. Goodbye.